Welcome to the ICFM Leadership Podcast, where we focus on empowering, equipping, and leading. We pray this message will bless and inspire you. Hello, ICFM family. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is Pastor Brenda Wood. I'm pastor of Word of Life Ministries International in Riverside, California, and I'm also the Southwest Regional Director of ICFM. Thank you for coming and listening today. I'm excited to share what God has put on my heart, keeping your hand on the plow. If you look in your Bibles to Luke chapter 9, verse 62, Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. And so I want to encourage you today just to keep going. Keep your hand on the plow. You know, there's a lot of reasons to quit and do your own thing instead of ministry. And I just want to thank you for being here and keep fighting the good fight of faith. You know, not everyone sticks with it. Not every pastor or minister continues with the fight for one reason or another. We all have reasons to quit or to move on to something else. But it is the call of God that keeps us going, keeps us going forward in spite of circumstances, in spite of hardships. Romans eleven twenty nine for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. The message says it like this. God's gift and God's call are under full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. God is not going to take back your calling. If you're called by God and you are, there is evidence of that calling in your life. God isn't passing out callings one day and the next day decides that that call is not for you. God's call is never canceled, never rescinded. You are called. You are anointed. You're on the front line of spiritual warfare. You're part of God's army. And God has ordained that each of us living in these last days. So he chose us before the foundation of the world to live in 2022, to be the light in the darkness. And so we must continue in our calling. You have been called to be a voice in this generation to usher in what I believe is the greatest awakening before Jesus comes. Amen. I want to give you some stats, though, because I think it's important to know what we're up against. These statistics are provided by the Fuller Institute, George Barna, and Pastoral Care, Inc. 1,500 clergy leave pastoral ministry each month. 83% of clergy spouses want their spouse to leave pastoral ministry. 80% believe pastoral ministry has negatively affected their families and many pastors' kids do not attend church now because of what the church has done to their parents. 70% say they have a lower self-image now than when they first started pastoring. 50% have considered leaving the ministry in the last month. Over 4,000 churches closed in America last year. Over 1,700 pastors left the ministry every month last year. Well, those t statistics are sad and alarming, and they're from August 2019, before the pandemic. Imagine what they are now. You know, the enemy will make sure you have lots of reasons to quit. We all go through life's trials and tribulations. This is life, and stuff is going to happen because the enemy is doing everything he can to get you off the path. But John 14, 1, Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me. 
Our trust is not in ourselves, but in God. And we have to make the decision in our hearts that the enemy doesn't have power over us. We have to stay on the path. So how do we maintain our faith when pressure comes and the temptation is there to buckle? Or I could say the pressure is trying to get us into fear and not believe God. Struggles come, but instead of looking at a struggle as a negative event in our life, let's flip it in our head. Struggles come because the enemy is doing everything he can to get you off the path that you're supposed to be on. The definition of a struggle is to labor in pain or anguish, to labor in a difficulty or distress, to labor hard, to strive, to contend. So if you have struggles in your life, it just means you're fighting, you're trying, you're, you're pushing through, you're contending for the faith. First Corinthians 15, 58, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor is not in vain. I have a word from the Lord for you. Your labor is not in vain. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for serving God. Thank you for serving people and loving them. Thank you for all the times you stayed up late to minister to someone because you knew if you didn't, that person might not make it. Thank you for cooking and bringing uh, food to people who need it because they were either sick or hungry. And maybe the food you gave away was better than the food you were eating at home. Thank you for the times when the church couldn't pay your salary, but you made sure the church was taken care of. Thank you for the hours you spent leading someone to know Jesus. Thank you for praying. Thank you for seeking the Lord and falling on your face before him. Thank you. Your labor is not in vain. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. This is 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight in the New Living Translation. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. You know, we have a lot to overcome these days. Living in the last days mean, means we have to be paying attention to our surroundings and spiritual surroundings. We face some heavy battles in our life and there has to be a realization in our spirits that if God is for us, who can be against us? Knowing that we must look with our spirits to our surroundings and pay attention to what the enemy is doing. You are a soldier in the body of Christ and you are on duty. We're at war. You know that, right? We're fighting right now in the U.S. for freedom and righteousness. We're fighting for a way of life. The definition of a conqueror is one who wins the war to gain victory over the situation. So to conquer in military sense is defined as overtaking a country. To be a conqueror, overcomer, you must be walking in the authority that God has given to you. The definition of an overcomer is to prevail over the opposition. You know, the statistics I read to you earlier, was they're tragic. Stress and burnout come when we don't take care of ourselves. You're on the front line. Sometimes you need some R&R. Pastors and ministers are usually really busy people. 
We're all working for the kingdom of God and there's just so much to do all the time. And the person that gets neglected in ministry is usually us, ourselves. You know, I really believe that as ministers, we've been taught to neglect and ignore warning signs in our bodies, warning signs in our emotions, warning signs in our thoughts to the point that pastors are quitting because they're depressed and worn out. Yes, the call of God is irrevocable, but God's not calling you to kill yourself in the process. Think about Matthew eleven thirty. for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, when the ministry becomes heavy and hard, it's time to take a breath and take a break. Did you know it's okay to take a break from ministry? In fact, in order to run the race that God has set before us, we all need a break or vacation. Psalm 92.10 tells us, But my horn you have exalted like the horn of a wild ox. You anointed me with fresh oil. We take breaks or vacations to stop and take a breath and receive from the Lord. Sometimes we need fresh oil, a fresh anointing. You know, there. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a new Subway sandwich commercial. And, I, and if you've heard it, I think it's kind of cute. But the byline is you have to refresh to be fresh. Isn't that true? If we don't give ourselves time to refresh our spirit, souls, and bodies, then we'll be worn out spiritually, physically, and mentally. So let's take a clue, clue from Subway. We have to refresh to be fresh. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. We're to love God. We're to love our neighbor. And we're also to love ourselves. You know, for pastors and ministers, loving God is no problem. We love God. Loving our neighbors is not a problem. We can do that. But when it comes to loving ourselves, well, sometimes we have a problem because we're taught to focus on others and not ourselves. And of course, we absolutely do not want to be self-centered and selfish. But loving yourself is not self-centered and selfish. Loving yourself is accepting who you are and understanding it's okay. It's okay to be you. God made you just like you are. You are unique and wonderful. Being comfortable in your own skin. You know, I'm remembering about when you're flying on an airplane and you're listening to the safety briefing, they'll tell you if the oxygen masks pop out and you're traveling with a child or an older person to fit the mask on yourself first and then assist the child or the elder. Why do they say that? Because you're selfish and self-centered? No, because if you pass out, you will not be able to help anyone else. And the same is true in ministry. If you don't take care of yourself, there won't be anything left of you to help anybody else. Amen? And I just want to talk about self-care as a pastor and a minister. Self-care is not self-indulgent or being selfish. It's not lazy to take a day of rest. Even God rested on the seventh day. Self-care is anything that you do to take care of yourself so you can stay physically, mentally, and emotionally and spiritually well. 
It benef- it's, its benefits are better. Its benefits make you better physically, mentally, and emotionally. And so research suggests that self-care promotes positive self, positive health outcomes, such as fostering resilience, living longer, and becoming better equipped to manage stress. Who doesn't want to live longer? Unfortunately, however, many people view self-care as a luxury rather than a priority. Consequently, they're left feeling overwhelmed, tired, burned out, and ill-equipped to handle the challenges that life brings. And so I want to talk to you about five categories of self-care. Spiritual, mental, emotional, social, and physical. Spiritual self-care is just simply spending time with God. You know, setting aside a day and doing nothing else but spending time in the Word and talking to God. Um, It's been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain and prayer can even change physical matter. Let that sink in. Prayer changes your body. Prayer changes your brain. Studies have shown that prayer lowers stress levels dramatically and prevents stress-related health problems. Prayer breaks down toxins caused by stress. Prayer reduces blood pressure and boosts your heart health. Prayer makes you a happier person. Prayer improves your self-control and helps you live longer. Spending time with God renews our spirits, renews our minds, renews our body. It's life. And as you pray, God is literally breathing life into you. Isaiah 40, 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The second thing is mental self-care. It's our soul care. Our souls are our minds, wills, and emotions. Deuteronomy 4, 9 says, Only be careful for yourself and watch over your soul diligently so you do not forget the things that your eyes have seen and they do not depart from your heart all the days of your life. The way you think and the things that you're filling your mind with greatly influence your psychological well-being. So taking the thoughts captive that are negative and damaging and taking the time to detox your brain. The book Toxic Thoughts by Dr. Carolyn Leaf states that 75 to 95 percent of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of our thought life. What we think about affects us physically and emotionally. Right now, we can see that there's an epidemic of toxic emotions in our culture. Consciously controlling our thought life means not letting thoughts rampage through your mind. It means learning to engage interactively with every single thought that you have. Analyze it before you decide to either accept it or reject it. Changing what we meditate on and what we are thinking about. Learning to think how God thinks. Allowing the word to wash our brains clean of the toxic waste that's flooded our minds. The third thing which moves in uh, the next category is emotional self-care. It's a part, you know, it's a part of our soul and we should pay attention to what our emotions are telling us. 
We're not to be led by our emotions. We are to be led by our spirits. But our emotions are indicative of what's happening on the inside of us. I think there is this uh, thought in the church that we're not allowed to show our emotions. Uh, no. God has emotions and so do we. You know, it's how we contain our emotions and how we express our emotions. Every emotion has a purpose. And take the time to ask God, what's going on with me? Why did I get angry? Why did I get super happy? Why am I feeling this way? Process your emotion in prayer will lead you to a better understanding of why you do what you do and how to contain negative emotions better. Include activities that help you acknowledge and express your feelings on a regular basis. Whether you talk to your spouse about how you feel or you set a time for leisure activities that will help you process your emotions, it's important to incorporate emotional self-care into your life. We all have this thing called an emotional closet. And it's like the hall closet in your home. You put things in that closet over the years like golf clubs, Tennis rackets, softball equipment. You may have company coming over and you tell everybody, okay, pick up the living room. We've got company coming over. And you pick up everything in the living room and you stuff it into that closet. Anything that you can fit in there. And then one day you go to open the door to the closet. And instead of being able to fit anything else into that closet, everything in there falls out. That's a meltdown because the person is no longer able to contain their emotions because they haven't dealt with them. Emotional self-care is simply dealing with your emotions instead of pretending that they don't exist. Or you could say it like this. It's cleaning out your closet. Physical self-care. It's taking care of your body if you want it to run efficiently. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. In other words, we have to take care of our bodies. You know, keep in mind there's a strong connection between your body and your mind. And when you're caring for your body, you'll think and feel better too. Physical self-care includes how you're fueling your body, how much sleep you're getting, how much physical activity you're doing, and how well you're caring for your physical needs. Physical self-care is paying attention to the signals that your body is giving you. Your body will tell you what you need, and it's important to listen. And so one of the things that we have to do is eat the right stuff. I know, I know, no one wants to hear this, but you are what you eat, really, Physical fitness is 90% nutrition and 90% nutrition, 10% exercise. So we know this. Healthy eating is good for our bodies. Exercising is good for our bodies. It keeps us limber and fit. Physical activity helps bump up the production of your brain's feel-good neurotransmitters called endorphins, as well as reducing the negative effects of stress. And so therefore, getting enough sleep has so many benefits to getting the right amount of rest. When you get in the right amount of rest, it keeps you from getting sick. It helps you stay at a healthy weight. It lowers health problems. You think more clearly and you won't get so grumpy. 
you'll get along with people better. So get some sleep for all of our sakes. I'm just joking. But your body will tell you if there's something wrong, we need to listen. Sure, we're people of faith. Absolutely. But it's not a faith failure to go to the doctor. Your body will send you signals and signs when something needs to be attended. Social self-care is making the time to spend with your spouse, family, and friends, cultivating relationships because we're social beings. Psalm 55, 14, what good fellowship we once enjoyed as we walked together to the house of God. You know, the glory of God is in you and the glory of God is in me. And when if I, when I'm with you, I can see the glory of God. Well, ICFM is so great because it gives us an opportunity to make those friendships and talk to each other. According to research, face-to-face contact releases a whole cascade of neurotransmitters. And like a vaccine, they protect you now in the present and well into the future. So simply shaking hands, giving somebody a high five is enough to release oxytocin, which increases your level of trust and it lowers your cortisol level. It also lowers your stress. What does that mean? It means we need each other. Excessive work without periods of recuperation and opportunities to engage in rewarding activities can lead to burnout or the development, get this, of mental health disorders. So taking care of yourself involves rest, especially in ministry. We need rest. We're all busy, and I get it. I'm busy too. However, we all need a day off every week just to rest and give our bodies and mind the opportunity to process the situations and circumstances. Taking a vacation once or twice a year and getting away from the everyday routine is great, but if you aren't able to take a vacation, stay at home. Take a day, drive to the beach, go to the movies, or just be. Do something nice for yourself. Take a break from social media, television, and the world. I mean, go for a walk. Clear your head and mind and just think. Or you could play golf or sports or soul or whatever you like to do. Vacations are not luxury. They're really not. They're necessities. Vacation reduces stress, which in turn reduces high blood pressure that can lead to heart attacks and strokes. Psalm 23 says it the best. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. God leads us to the quiet waters, lying us down in green pastures while refreshing our souls. The message says it like this. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. I love that. I encourage you today. Catch your breath. Allow the Holy Spirit to refresh your soul So you can continue to put your hand to the plow and go forward and do the things that God has called you to do. Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God wins victory after victory is always with you. He celebrates and sings because of you and he will refresh your life with his love. Give God an opportunity to refresh you with his love.
Well, I'm going to end right now, but I'm going to pray over you. I pray over each person, Lord, that's listening for a supernatural restoration, spirit, soul, and body. And as we leave today, God, we will be renewed, we will be restored, and we will be refreshed. I pray that you give each one wisdom and clarity to their own self-care so that we may run the race that is laid out before us with endurance and resolve to finish what you called us to do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Thank you so much. Love you all. God bless and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. ICFM is an international fellowship of faith churches and ministries. If you would like more information on our fellowship and what it has to offer, then please visit us online at icfm.org. You can also take advantage of our resources on our ICFM app available on App Store, Google Play, Amazon, and Roku. We pray God's blessings over you as you continue to lead forward.